Let's go. Yeah, yeah, he that beat. Spit that fire, kill that beat. Pull that smoke and breathe that heat. DJ gon' put that on repeat. Grind time, I hurt that street. This is work, it ain't no sleep. Push until your body weak. If you don't win, then you don't eat. Yeah, my crew don't know the feet. All we know is how to beat the brakes. Hard for anybody out there trying to stop the cheese. Shit, nobody stopping me. He blames a cop for pleading. I'ma put this mic through their face for trying to mock me, beast. How's it going, everyone? Welcome to another episode of Soapstone. My name is Jake. I'm joined by my co-host, as always, Dave. How's it going tonight, Dave? It is going one white claw. It's not a donut. It is not a donut. We did go over this, yes. I'm glad that you are learning about the world of alcohol through me. <laughs> I also saw the can in the in the camera, so that was the, the reminder. It's like, ah, physically, not a donut. If anything, it's uh, cylindrical. <laughs> well, I mean, arguably, <laughs> donuts are semi-cylindrical. It would have to have, what was it? Um, uh, there was, I'm trying to remember what I'm trying to think of. It has a single hole. Uh, you can reshape anything if it has one hole to be a donut shape. It was like, what was the difference? Uh, oh, ah, like a spherical cow is the uh, <laughs> the line that Sigma says in Overwatch. Anyways, I'm, I'm going to let you roll with this while I have some vague confusion. Yeah, buy, buy me some time where I look at spherical cow and uh, figure out it's a humorous metaphor for highly simplified scientific models of complex real life phenomena that's what i was trying to say so thank okay. you guys also thanks again for doing one of those hey dave buy me some time here and then the <laughs> i was trying well, to queue up like a good story and i actually thought of one on the moment oh, but, well, we can um, listen to your story okay so anyway um, <laughs> this must have been at college time let's see if i can make my makeshift recycling bin uh-huh hey it sounded like you made the shot yeah oh i'm glad glad it came through um so this must have been college times. We were back home on break, meeting up with some friends, hanging out, just texting people at like 7 p.m. Like, what are you up to? Right. Do you want to hang out? Play video games in the basement? <laughs> yeah. Um, if I was somebody who smoked at the time, it would have been be like, just go to the park and ask for cigarettes or just hang out. Hmm. I just miss the days of like parking lots and uh, the lights. Like you're walking through like Red Nerds or something, just getting food. Spending right. like five bucks and just hanging out with your, your peeps. Um, right. But my friend at the time, I'd say still a friend, though I haven't talked to him recently. Right. His dad was working at the Dunkin' Donuts overnight. And he's like, hey, you know what we should do? We should drive over and like my dad can get us some fresh donuts. I'm like, I've never even comprehended of that thought. <laughs> I've only known like you get them from the store. You're at the other side of the store. And uh-huh. they're as fresh as however long they were made ago, which is yeah. usually not terribly. So we go over there. He's like, hey, I'll be right back. I'm like, okay. And it was like 15 or 20 minutes. Um, but when he came back, he had a powdered jelly donut. And he handed it to me. And it was warm. And it was so mm. messy. But dear <laughs> God, it was tasty. Okay, this is. I I was wondering where the association was going to come back in, like where your mind linked up. It's a it's a donut association. Yes, it was. Yeah, that's good. Um, I have a follow up donut story, very similar. Uh, I went to Dunkin' Donuts at the end of the day, which is not when you should get donuts because they're going to be the least fresh, but it is when you should get donuts because the guy's just like, "Do you want all of the donut? You like want some donut holes?" I'm like, "Sure," and he's like great and he like just starts handing me bags <laughs> i've got like a surplus an irresponsible amount of oh, calories yeah. uh in and about my person and uh, brought those home so that's the story yeah if you ever want to be king of the apartment the home whatever mm-hmm. if you get somewhere near the end of their shift and they're like we literally can't keep this until the next day so you get everything yeah Oh, yes. I, I feel like I don't know if it's what the uh, the prerequisite is for some people. I think like just not being a douchebag to the person like in the line. Which is really is easy something. to do, by the way. Yeah. Um, yeah. She's like, hey, how's it going? Could I grab some donuts, please? Wow, <laughs> look at that. Great example. 
I mean, some people are just have really efficient builds where they didn't invest any points in social etiquette uh, at character creation, but it's fine. Like they allocated the points somewhere else. It's understandable. I will buy their loyalty later. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> I rule um, through fear. <laughs> yeah. No, donuts are good. It's been a while, I guess. We had, um, as far as sweets, though, um, the wife made some uh, cornbread cookies. That we I heard about that. How were those? They were really good. Um, are they more cornbread or more cookie? They feel, I mean, like the texture is cornbread, but everything else about it is cookie. It tastes. It tastes what does that mean? <laughs> it's like so. The closest thing would basically be, I guess, like a sugar cookie. Is okay. the texture more or less? Um, it's not crazy sweet, but it definitely is more sweet than just like cornbread, which is already kind of sweet, right? But, um, what I'm hearing is you ate a sugar cookie. <laughs> it's not. It's not as sweet as a sugar cookie. It's a little more on the cornbread side, but it's they are pretty good. Did you ever have Chi-Chi's cornbread? I don't think so. It was a, a restaurant chain that definitely went out of business by now. But they also had like little packs at the store where you could make it at home. Mm-hmm. But it was a much more sweet cornbread mix. Hmm. Like I would rather have that for a dessert than most desserts. Yeah. I like I like the like standard sweetness of cornbread, I think. Like as a dessert. If you like have some cornbread, maybe like put in some milk or something. Mm, so good. Yeah, and this is also coming from people who would legitimately just eat bread as well. I don't think anybody's (laughs) like, fuck bread. Cornbread, though. Right. Cornbread's great. You can put it in the chili. You can have it adjacent to the chili. (sighs) Yeah. Yeah, I'm I'm one of those people who's entirely fine with disseminating the cornbread into the chili. And it's like (laughs) this solid mass of meal and meat. Yeah. Hell yeah. It's a good texture. I think it's I think it's the better texture to eat with a spoon than a standard chili. Cornbread just makes it a little bit better. Mm. These are my, these are my hot takes <laughs> for how food, how food works. So next time uh, you guys do the uh, cornbread cookies, mm. how about you go to Wendy's, get their chili, mm. and you dip a little bit. That would be interesting because they don't have like an overtly sweet chili. But it's no. pretty good. <laughs> the f- freaking family pack. It's always hilarious going through with two people and be like, we're just going to family sized chili. <laughs> we just really like chili. And this is the most economically efficient way for us to order it here. <laughs> it's legitimately good. Yeah. Like, it's not the best chili I've ever had. Right. But I've never yeah. been like, fuck Wendy's chili. Yeah. Always had a good time. It's much better than just like heating something up from a can. Right. So. Yeah, it, it beats any type of canned chili or soup. So thank you, friend of the show, uh, Wendy's, for the sponsorship. No, it's not. Nah, man, someday. We'll reach out to them on Twitter. Their Twitter's pretty active, so see if we can get some of their money. <laughs> yeah, let's use our Twitter account to do so. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> By the way, new addition to the outro. Please check out our Twitter handle. This doesn't exist. <laughs> yes. That's up some podcast at, at, at twitter.com. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. No, that one probably exists actually. Unused Twitter handle. Um. Anyways, so this is usually the part where we talk about things that we talk about for the uh, talkcast episodes. Sometimes news, sometimes games, what we've been playing, stuffs going on. Um, I really like talkcast actually. I think, like. I've been like trying to push them for like a long time and then we kind of settled on the monthly format, which is pretty balanced. I get that, but I'm slowly trying to like move away from games and it's just going to be like, I'll be sitting on the couch and you'll have like a therapist notepad and that'll be the, that'll be the show. We could totally do a deep dive on one of us. <laughs> I'd be weird to do both. It was like, okay, that's cool. But now my thing for the second half hour. <laughs> right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> could you i'm just imagining like seeing that pop up as the episode it's just like soapstone episode 223 dave <laughs> <laughs> there's a game called dave <laughs> um, i feel no, but the, sorry, that'd be sorry. weird for somebody to tune in and be like 
I really like hearing about like games and sometimes some other random bullshit. But I want to get to know them as people. Right. Yeah. Because usually the listeners are people who we know as people. Yeah. But what's funny is like in a dialogue format, you can go, I guess, deeper than you could as long like when you have more people engaged in the conversation, I would say. It's rare to have a group among friends where you're like, all right, let's talk about our feelings, <laughs> right? Like that's not usually something that goes beyond a couple people. It doesn't come up in standard conversation. Mm-hmm. Like I was talking to an Irish guy on the other Discord late one evening. I say late. It was late for me, which means it was super fucking late for him. <laughs> the six hour time difference. Yeah. Uh, but he was drinking, I was drinking, and I found out that he was a Christian. And I was mm-hmm. like, oh, do tell. Um, right. So we were talking about just beliefs and philosophies and going back and forth. And uh, it was really pleasant because mm-hmm. we were just sharing our thoughts and opinions. I was counteracting with just questions, just trying to get to know his beliefs better. Yeah. Um, and the logical fallacies of anything that is religion, mm-hmm. but just hearing his day. Cause at the end of the day, it's a sub- subjective matter. Yeah. But it's nice to hear that stuff from somebody and get to know them better and it it is really nice like we've talked about our like religious backgrounds a bit and probably not as much on the podcast but at least in (laughs) it really hasn't come up with the podcast um but like that's not really as much of my life anymore obviously i have different beliefs and things like that but from the perspective of talking to someone who's still on that path and still shares some of those beliefs it's kind of got this weird uh, reassuring slash comfortable feel to it because you guys share roots, right? It can be somebody on the completely opposite side of the world, but you still share some, even if you don't believe the beliefs, you came from a similar place in a way. Yeah, and it's like finding somebody who went to your hometown. Exactly. Went to, sorry, lived in your hometown. <laughs> right. <grew> up there. <laughs> oh, you visited my hometown once? That's cool. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, no, it's definitely... It's definitely cool um, to like have those those interactions. It happened more, I'd say, when I was a teenager, and the internet was this wide world that I would really interact with uh, complete strangers in meaningful ways. But it was more of like discovering, oh, there are other people out there who are wildly different from me. Who mm-hmm. are they? <laughs> Why are they? <laughs> Why are you the way that you are? <laughs> and other you like this <laughs> to ask people. But now it's it's less surprising. Because like there are there is a whole wealth of people and different backgrounds, beliefs. Yeah, that's freaking crazy, man. It's freaking crazy. The other thing that's crazy is that uh, Undertale's having their five year anniversary. Uh, so it's been five years since you played that game, and like. Four years and probably ten months since I played that game. <laughs> That's right, you late starter, you. <laughs> and I'm I still so- started before everybody else. I just was like, no, Dave was actually right about this. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I I don't even know how I got turned on to that at the time. Mm-hmm. I'm Furry surprised stuff. it has been. Oh, yeah, it's true. Yeah. Thank you, subreddits. Push the glasses. <laughs> um <laughs> Yeah, I'm surprised it's been five years. It it feels like I've it's been like a decade, yeah, or something. I mean, the graphics were like black and white for the most part, so you know it's been it's been a while. it feels like it's been a while. Yeah, I just, I'm just uh, with a terrible sense of time overall. Hmm. But are they doing anything to celebrate the five year anniversary? So there's you can look it up, or we can try to remember to put a link to, to it uh, when we post this to Facebook. Um, but there was an anniversary concert, which I haven't listened to the whole thing because I have the attention span of a fly, but, uh, it's, it was pretty great. Uh, easy listening. Um, some really unique takes on some of the tracks. And obviously if you've listened to the undertale soundtrack at all, and you have, if you've listened to this podcast, cause we made you, (laughs) then, uh, check it out. It's ridiculously cool. Um, and there's a, there's a little, uh, annoying dog plushie up uh, on the, the stage uh, for the concert. It's freaking great. I love annoying dog. It's really crazy to think like 
Um, I think one of the reasons it feels like it's been so long since Undertale came out is because it's like it's like a touchstone game where it's like this as soon as you play it feels like it's formative for your your gaming experience, right? Um, and probably that part of that's because we came in without a crazy amount of hype, so it allowed to build towards that. But man, I can't think of a game that's more emotionally impactful, really, to me. Uh, still, than like Undertale. I mean, Tekken three, but have your own opinions. Um, right. Yeah. Multiplayer, obviously. Right? Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I think that's part of it, at least, though. I gotta but say, then, uh, I'm sorry. Go ahead. I'm just. I've always been a huge Toby Fox fan, as I've you know professed many times mm-hmm. throughout podcast history, on and off the podcast. Um, if you like I just, him. Mm, I can't wait for more stuff. If you do like him, he actually uh, plays on the piano some of the Undertale tracks at the end. And he's not good, but you can feel the soul. He like mixes some of them in, in real time a little bit on the piano. It's, it's freaking great. Um, and then Deltarune. So if you do like the his content, this is more of his content. <laughs> and that's coming... Uh, it's supposed to come out uh, this year, according to my notes. And my head, I thought it was 2021. Yeah, earlier you did say next year when we were talking before. And I was like, it says 2020, but we'll, we'll sort that out. <laughs> yeah, um, either, either now or later. <laughs> yeah, I also really enjoyed that. It's still kind of up for debate whether or not it's a continuation or where exactly it fits into the Undertale universe. Mm-hmm. But there's definitely some ties. Yeah, I, I looked it up. It's supposed to be by the end of this year. So that's pretty good. Maybe 2020 won't be the worst year after all. Right. AKA it will be, but there will be a silver lining of Deltarune Part 2. Yeah. No, it's 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 pretty freaking great. Uh, if you guys haven't heard it, you can go back and listen to our Undertale episode. It's one of the earlier ones, but we gush about it even more <laughs> for that uh, than we just did. So so freaking good. Uh, other stuff in the news. Uh, Microsoft bought Bethesda for, and I think I'm reading this right, seven and one half billion dollars, which is money a lot of it <laughs> a lot of money <laughs> it, it is a large scale of money as i don't make that much yet nor will i ever that's that's seven thousand million dollars and a half that's a lot yeah that's a lot of money and these people made fallout 76 so like what's going on here <laughs> aka why do they have so much money or why are <laughs> so, so much I mean, it's like um, that's, that's kind of the, the the joke, I guess. Is maybe this is just tax laundering in some way of seven billion dollars. <laughs> but um, no, I mean, it's the full thing, so it includes Zenimax, all of Bethesda's publishing, they're developing. Um, so Doom, uh, Bethesda published Doom, mm-hmm. which uh, people liked. I think. Um, did you like Doom? I, I did like Doom. I like both Dooms. They're pretty freaking good. What are they uh, planning to do with it? Or is it just to have license for all the IP? I think the I think the popular it's basically the IP is my understanding, but um also more sway over their publishing options. So this will let them push things to the Xbox and then maybe a delay or simultaneous release to the PC, but then uh timed exclusivity before going to like the PlayStation, um, which is probably a good call because I mean, I'm not really a PlayStation fanboy, but I just don't know why you would buy an Xbox. <laughs> so like, yeah, shrug <laughs> real talk. Like the only people I know who are like, Oh, I got Xbox were either people who don't actively game. And they're just kind of like want it for some latest, greatest shooter. Like, Halo or Call of Duty or whatever, what have Battlefield, like sports stuff too. That too, or like, oh, I'll get like a racing game for when my nephew comes by, type thing. Yeah, but more often than not, it's people who are like I really like Halo, 
So whatever that comes out on next, I'll just keep playing that because I've enjoyed the series. Right. Mm-hmm. But if you're not one of those two people, what <laughs> the fuck? Like right. PlayStation has such a good diverse range of games. Like right. I've tried new things that I liked. You got some like action platformers and like Ratchet and Clank, mm-hmm. Little Big Planet, The Last God of, of Wars on there, Last of Us, Uncharted. Yeah, it's got like a lot of fun, interesting titles. It's got fighting games. Mm-hmm. Xbox doesn't really do that so much outside of Soul Calibur, right? Was on all of them. Soul Calibur is cross platform. I'm blanking on the Xbox fight. There's a Microsoft one. Yeah. It's less popular, but it's still pretty cool. Right. But it's just not known for having like crazy specific inputs for certain things. Yeah. I mean, that's pretty much that's pretty much where I'm at too. You can look back at our podcast episodes and be like, the only console exclusive games that they've covered are PlayStation games. And again, this is partially influenced by the fact that Neither of us have Xboxes, but still, maybe not completely. <laughs> I mean, it's safe to say at a point we will probably be talking about Halo. Yeah. Once that pack goes on sale. Yeah, that would basically be the uh, the way to do it. Um, or if you wanted to play without buying the full pack outright, you could pick up the Xbox Game Pass which is uh, the next topic you can tell because I start talking slowly. Um, well, actually, you have this voice where you're going <laughs> to yeah. start segueing. <laughs> this is the segue voice where I make sure that my switch to the other rail <laughs> is convenient and I don't slip and lose my balance. <laughs> the key word to change rails is, but actually. <laughs> <laughs> but actually, the Xbox Game Pass. So the only reason I have this on here, again, we don't really get paid by Microsoft. And by not really, I mean, we, we don't, don't. Get paid. <laughs> we don't get paid by anyone. <laughs> um, uh, I was looking at this because like, I don't care about game passes pretty much at all. Um, I had the Sony thing for a while uh, so I could play Bloodborne multiplayer, um, which again, well, I didn't. This really is use. the Sony's online for PlayStation, right? Right. So like there's Xbox Live and Sony PlayStation uh, PSN. Right. Yeah. Um, and this is separate. This is like the actual Game Pass, but I didn't really look into it until recently. And as it turns out, uh, for 10 bucks a month, you get access to a stupid number of AAA titles, including things that have come out really recently, like Crusader Kings 3, the whole Halo series, like Final Fantasy games, uh, the recent ones, Plague Tale, Astroneer, all that crap, Carrion, um, and stuff that's going to come out from Bethesda. Uh, now that Microsoft owns them. And it struck me that this hasn't, this isn't actually insane. Um, Do you feel that you're now drinking the Kool-Aid because it seems okay? <laughs> yeah, maybe a little bit. It feels like a betrayal in a way, right? Like we both have pretty extensive steam libraries. And even before then, you know, we had physical games and, this is even more a step from that. Like games can be removed from this list, but it still feels like a pretty good deal if you were otherwise going to like buy two retail games for like $120. Yeah, exactly. Um, Cause like, I feel guilty if I buy three retail games in a month, which is very rare now because there's so much to play. Yeah. There's, there's no time to play those. But like for ten bucks, basically have the latest, the latest Bethesda stuff and this huge catalog of really good games. A month, it doesn't seem crazy anymore. Yeah, it's literally the Netflix strategy, where like you, you kind of are just looking for, hey, what's the flavor of the month of something I want to check out because I want to play a game. I don't know which one per se. Oh, these ones are popular and available. Cool, let me do that. Right. Versus, oh, I got to play this new game. I now own it. I don't know if I'm going to necessarily play it again, but I have it forever. Right. So, I mean, I do that for some things. Part of it is just to have it. Um, but at the same time, like, I'm not going to go back and play a lot of those games. Mm-hmm. My hope is that I can maybe, like, give it to somebody else, like, say, hey, you play this now. Right. Speaking of, by the way, I let a friend borrow God of War. I'm like, hey, dude, 
Shapar of God of War is really good. He's like, oh yeah, yeah. I give them box and everything. Um, I finally turn on my PlayStation to play Detroit Become Human. The mm-hmm. disc that pops out might have been God of War. <laughs> really? Um, yeah. So I feel <laughs> like great. an asshole. Um, but I need to like text and be like, hey, I didn't mean to like passive aggressively be a dick to you. I am so sorry. <laughs> also, pay no attention to the DVD of like Big Booty Babes 15 <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that was in the case for God of War. <laughs> Needless to say, uh, God of War is a much harder fap. Um, mm-hmm. I'm just yeah. hoping he oh hasn't gotten around to pl- try playing it yet. Or if he just, he did, he assumed that I'm dumb and not malicious. Yeah, well, that's pretty funny, actually. Where do you sit, though? Like, would you rather own games so you have the option to go back for them later? Mm-hmm. Or now we're playing Would You Rather. It was the middle of the episode thing. Fuck, Mary um... kill. <laughs> right (laughs) it's it's tough i mean we've already like lost in some ways some ground on the physical space i i kind of like discs for console um and so i prefer prefer it that way like when uh like i i got you the copy of detroit it was 15 bucks on amazon because it was just like here's a physical copy of a game no one's buying (laughs) like all right (laughs) Sounds good with me. <laughs> um, and you don't really get those in the purely digital space. But sometimes you get like really good Steam deals and Epic's giving stuff away all the time. The the thing, the, this is the part, the part I'm not sure on is the rotating games. Because what if I was like, and this is mostly psychological, mm-hmm. I'm like, all right, I'm going to play Halo 3. And then like I start it and I get halfway through and I'm like, I'm going to shelve it for a bit, play an MMO and come back. And then they're like, Halo 3 is going to rotate at like the end of the month or whatever. You lose it. The sense of loss might be the only thing really holding me back there. Uh, so two things. I can't imagine you're going to want to play Halo 3 enough to play it and then it's going to like be like, eh, I'm going right. to go do MMO and not touch Halo 3 again for a month. Right. And two... For at least that example, for how popular it is, I don't think they're going to just shelve it and be like, well, it's only Halo 2 now. You got to wait. Halo might have been a bad example. It could be like Final Fantasy or Astroneer or something else. I guess the question to me would be, how much of your Steam library would you be willing to lose if you only had to to pay 10 bucks a month to get like most new games that come out on Steam? Honestly, I, agree, I only go back for nostalgia. Yeah. Like, I definitely will play through Undertale again. Mm-hmm. Maybe I will try and do a genocide run for realsies and actually push through. Um, maybe some other games where I just really enjoyed. Or maybe something that I want to kind of dredge up the multiplayer for with people. Right. But for the mm-hmm. most part, it's a once and done. Like, I'm never going to go back and do... Oh my God, how do I forget the name of games all the time? What's the high school girls club game? Doki Doki. Doki Doki. Yeah. That's a one-time experience. Right. Where the experience is playing through the first time. You're not going to get the same draw from going back. That's fair, actually. So that could have been a subscription type thing where I played it. Because it's also not that long. Right. So that's a perfect example. Um. I think that's a I think that's a good take actually. That's probably the most compelling psychological take. And really if you you're using a game pass most months and just playing the games you want mostly once, for those games that really stuck out stuck out stuck out <laughs> for forever, you're like if you really wanted to always go back to it, you could just buy it, right? Like you could still get it from the like just like purchase a copy. Mm-hmm. Um which probably would still save you money if you're picking up a game every like two months or something like that. I don't know exactly what the math would be. We'll go to the spreadsheet later, but the reason I put this here was because I expected to like hate it. And then I saw that it was some games that I was paying full price for. I was like, I don't hate this. (laughs) This is, this is probably evil in some way and I'm eating it. (laughs) I mean, even if you try and like cheat the system, where you do something like with Netflix, you're like, well, I'm going to sign up for Netflix only for a month. 
mm-hmm. which I mean, if you're just doing it the first time, it'd be free for that month. You're like, I'm going to watch all as many movies as possible. The HBO strat. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Or it's either that or be like, hey, what's your HBO code? Uh, can I just watch two Game of Thrones? Okay, thanks. Yeah. Yeah. It's, then you're locked out when the show goes live. Yeah. <laughs> that night. You're just like, ah, I'll kill him. <laughs> yeah. It, I mean, it's. It depends on what you want your cost savings to be. Mm-hmm. Because most people are just going to let this ride, right? Like, they'll just pay the 10 bucks for forever. Like PSN. Xbox I still Live. have a gym subscription. Ooh. It's been seven months. Mm-hmm. To be fair, it's $5 a month. So <laughs> that's, that's better. Than we'll be okay. But <laughs> I'm definitely pissing money down the drain. We did cancel and they've been sending me emails be like, come like, come back. Our facilities are super safe. Like every email, they're like, are super safe, super safe. And I'm like, like, that's not why I wasn't going. <laughs> yes, that that was point one. But two, not as safe as me not going. Right. <laughs> like, I don't care. Like if you're pressure washing the thing after I get off of it and you probably should. Um, it's still not as safe as me just being here. <laughs> Yeah, it's like it's always interesting to see a business's approach to like separate themselves or distance themselves from whatever the issue at hand is. Mm-hmm. It's like, oh, there's some political discourse over here. Just so you know, we're on your side, guys. Yeah. Or like, uh, we offer uh, outdoor seating. Uh, do you want us to deliver to you? We'll bring you the food. Yeah. Now, I don't mean to say it's like a shady business strategy because like they are a business and that's how they make their money. Right. It's this um, or like. Declare bankruptcy, right? Yeah, it's just, <laughs> they it's do funny need how like the switch is like, yeah. No, they they justify it. I still get emails from that gym, by the way. Yeah, telling you to come back. I'm like, how do they still have my email? <laughs> also, when when I moved over here, it was obviously not viable to keep going to that gym. Yeah. So I said, like, hey, I'd like to cancel my thing. They're like, oh, you're gonna have to talk to so and so. No, no, they said you have to come in person and fill out a yeah. thing. I'm like, that's like over half an hour away. I'm not doing that. They're like, well, then we can't really do the thing. I'm like, is there somebody else I can talk to? They're like, well, not really. I said, mm-hmm. you can find a way to do it. And I and I used air quotes over the phone so they knew I was serious. Mm-hmm. Um, or I'll just literally cancel the payment and you'll be out the money anyway. Make it happen. And they're right. like, Okay, and then the manager called me. He's like, "Oh, hey, I just let you know everything's fine. Like, we canceled your account. Uh, we hope you'll come back with us." I'm like, "Oh, interesting. How that magically yeah. magically happened. Cool." Yeah, no, it's it's terrible. The, that, the that, is, that is a shady thing, though, in comparison. It, yeah, so we printed out the cancellation and then shipped it to California. <laughs> that oh, was wow. Yeah. Um, Please but. forward this chain letter before canceling your gym. I mean, gyms, what they'll do a lot of the time is they'll have the management only in for like an hour a day. And yeah, they're the ones yeah. that have the sign off to actually cancel. Um, that's that's called. It's like the mail in coupons, right? Ninety nine percent of people are not going to go through the effort to do that for that mail in rebate. Yeah. But then back of their head, they'll be like, well, it's an option I could do where I'd save 20 bucks. So that is a little bit cheaper. I'm more likely to do this purchase. And then they yeah. do it and they're like, I'm going to have to fucking mail something. And it doesn't <laughs> happen. Yeah. So that is a great business strategy, although a little shady. Right. So remember, guys, send in your mail in rebates. That's the uh, that's the lesson for this episode. Please mail in your coupons as yeah. I throw out my my clippers that I get once a week. <laughs> um, what else we got here? Hades came out officially. And if you've been abstaining, like some sort of crazy person or someone with uh, anti-Epic Game Store morals, um, you can pick it up on Steam. And Switch, I believe. Yes, also Switch. I don't yeah. know if it dropped the same day or if it has a different Switch release date. This is this is a minor aside. We'll, come, we'll, we'll definitely get to Hades in a second, but they did an AMA on Hades. And uh, Darren Corp was answering questions and stuff. Someone asked about his audio setup, mm-hmm. and he said that he had um, he used the the Scarlet, the exact same like model, basically that I have. And I'm like, yeah, this is my end. I can 
be the next Aaron Corbin. No. If you if you email him and just say like, hey, we do a podcast, just a premise. Um, we do have a Scarlet. Right. And then give him the lean in mm-hmm. eyebrow lean in. raise. It's email, right? Yeah. <laughs> I'll just an asterisk. Yeah, or just ASCII in. art. Mm. Oh my gosh. Eh, maybe. I still need to play 1.0 though. Mm-hmm. Because now the game actually does have a formal ending. Yeah. Whereas mm-hmm. before, uh, you beat whatever the latest boss was before the end of content. And then the announcer would say, or the narrator would say something to the effect of, like, would you believe that Zagreus then slipped on a beetle and fell to his death? <laughs> 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 or something like that. That's funny. Very tongue in cheek of, like, we're still working on the game, but this is as far as we have right now. Yeah. It's been so good. And now some people are like, is it good? I'm like, I've been saying yes. (laughs) It was good when it came out (laughs) in early access. Uh, It's significantly better as a fully released game. So, Yeah, they've done a lot with it. Give it a look-see. It's it's ridiculous. I mean, we've covered literally every single Supergiant game, including this one. I feel Uh, that Supergiant and FromSoft going forward... I mean, obviously, we've, we've been pretty big fans, but I imagine still covering their games as they come out. Right. That'd be safe to say. I feel like that's probably safe, yeah. Clip it. Yeah. Clip it. He fucking agreed to it. <laughs> now, the thing is, I would have to get a PlayStation for um, the Demon Souls remake. Uh, that's, if it's PS5 exclusive, I don't know if I want to do a whole console jump just for that. Yeah, apparently there was a miscommunication, and so people, they said it was going to be like PS5 and PC, which I thought was going to be the case because of the miscommunication, but it's either timed exclusive or actual exclusive. I'm not sure. Oh, uh, yeah. I, I assumed it was exclusive and didn't hear anything about PC. Yeah, but so. I if mean, an option presents it's itself it's later, would like to play it because I never actually played the OG. Oh, yeah. Freaking good stuff. Um, yeah, I don't really like roguelikes all that much most of the time, and Hades is ridiculously good. So there is my recommend. Even G- Jake's no. <laughs> Even demons. Uh, another thing here, uh, Baldur's Gate 3, which we've talked about several times. Uh, I'm a little less hyped about it uh, than I was in the past. They pushed their early access back from September 30th to October 6th. Um, and this is their early access release. So they were like, come to Steam be like, hey, you can now play the game as we continue to make it. I'm not huge on that for RPGs. No. Especially narrative RPGs. I'd really rather wait. But even from like the short demo they showed, it looks good. Oh, I yeah. feel like I would enjoy playing it with people similar to a Divinity. I think there's... And this is going to be a question to you. Do you feel like it takes something from the launch of the game? Um, if you wait to pick it up, but it's launched into early access. Could, are you saying that I would pick it up after it was yeah. fully released? Yeah. So if you waited for it to come out of early access, but psychologically you knew that you could play the early access version of it whenever... Does it dehype the launch for you at all? No. Here's my analogy for that in general and why I would want to wait. Hmm. So let's say I talk to my mom. I call her on the phone to catch up and she's like, are you alive? Are you eating well? And general mom questions. My mom tells me a story. I want to hear that same story from every fucking member of the family regardless because it's family news or what have you. Okay. So I'd rather wait until like the family event to socialize with my family and hear uh, it once and hear the full complete version where right. someone says, oh, you forgot the piece about, okay, I now know all the facets of this story instead mm-hmm. of hearing it from my mom, my dad, my grandfather, my grand, my uncle, my aunt. And mm-hmm. it's like different versions each time. So I guess the question, to use your analogy, though, and like relate to the question, does it take anything away knowing that that story is being passed around to all these other people before you hear it? If you're just choosing to like hang up on your mom as soon as she starts talking about the story, you're like, no, I'll hear this with the family. <laughs> Wait until Christmas. Slam. Um, maybe it's not the best analogy in that regard. Um, 
but I'd rather hear or experience the completed thing for yeah, something that I is agree. narrative. Because mm-hmm. I wouldn't want to hear like part of the story and be like, oh, well, actually, uh, Harry Potter's backstory is that he's gay and in a wheelchair. Right. I'm like... You've read the recent the, the rewrite. I mean, he wasn't before, but <laughs> well, okay. Yeah. Give me the fully gay and paralyzed Harry Potter. Right, from the get-go. At, from the get-go. Instead of paralyzing him and... that's that's where the joke is gonna go and i started laughing because it's a funny thought yeah you know gay conversion therapy yeah (laughs) um pence is for that i heard (laughs) right uh yeah i mean for me i i I will say it takes something out of it um for like a story game so hades is kind of an exception because it's entirely single player uh and if it's narrative like it's hard to really be spoiled on Hades. It's like he well, either does or does not escape Hades, and then everything else is character interactions, right? Well, yeah, but like, like here's the thing: I played fairly early on, so there was like a certain amount. There was a limit to content that I could experience at that time, right? Right. So we maybe got chapter one of the story, and then it stopped, and then it went and built on like, hey, here's also chapter two, right? So that was iterative in that regard. So it mm. felt like every time I got went to go back for another patch, I was getting more. So that kind of had me going back. Now, so if they follow that model, where it's like, hey, we've added the next chapter, I could see that. But if they're like tweaking general things, I feel like that's kind of weird. And that was my assumption for my analogy of they're going to kind of like change things on you. Right. Versus just add to it. I mean, Hades is a, a roguelike. Compared to like a, uh, a ne- not necessarily linear, but story-wise linear game. Mm-hmm. So like restarting a run in Hades and a new patch is not drastically different than just starting a run in Hades. Like that's not a heavy commitment. Making new save games in like an RPG that might be 40 hours or whatever is much more of a commitment because they added quests back at the beginning of the game. Like I'm not in for that. That's that's dumb to me. Yeah, and it takes something from it for me. If my other friends that were excited for this game choose to play the early access version and then they've already like seen the game and then we're like, all right, let's do the co-op playthrough now that Jake's finally picked it up in 20, like 30. And uh, yeah, that's why I just don't that, let my friends play games. That's the way to do it, really. If there's anything, I think we can agree that we're against... We try not to take political stances. Obviously, here we have a very diverse listening base, uh, but we hate playing video games. So that's true. Speaking of hating playing video games, um, are you going to tangent to the point that I'm looking at? Is my question? <laughs> yeah. Uh, why? Here, so here, here, here is the question. This is the question to Dave. Uh, why are the games Fall Guys and Among Us huge right now? Analyze. Okay, so uh, these are both very simple games with like no barrier of entry. Okay. Literally none. Like anybody can learn how to do a platformer kind of or do what starts off as like fairly simple deception. Right. They're mm-hmm. also really fun to play with friends because it's a low barrier of entry. You can kind of get anybody in at ground level uh, and you have varied experiences where some of it is skill i would argue that among us is entirely skill uh, but right. it also it's different for who you're playing with also it's so fucking easily streamable like i see youtube videos and streams for it constantly yeah it is pretty entertaining to watch people i gotta say us. like i don't know why but i still watch among us videos mm. it's like somebody just like thinking quietly to themselves talking to their stream and yeah. then being like, I didn't kill that person in the uh, in the lights room. Yeah. Have you played either of these yet? I have played uh, neither of them, but I have seen gameplay for both of them. Um, to answer your question. <laughs> so, so I'm guessing you don't have interest to play them. Of the two Among Us, I have more interest in. Uh, I'm not completely sold on it. Uh, for picking it up i don't usually play really like party games which is what i thought these kind of were right like this is the part that's a little confusing to me is like mm-hmm. jackbox has been around there's other games that are low barrier to entry or like free to play or whatever 
Um, and these exploded where I didn't really see other games that were kind of similar to this also exploding, like even hidden role games, like Deceit, I think is free on Steam. And yeah, there's more mechanically to it. Like you mentioned, maybe that's the difference. Yeah, but... it's not. It's definitely less simple. Hmm. Like Among Us is like really straightforward. Um, it's like keyboard and mouse. The art's pretty lighthearted. Right. Mm-hmm. And like kind of soft and cartoony. It, it looks janky in some ways. I literally, I was, I, I thought it was someone had debug mode on or something when it showed all the like the client mm-hmm. settings up in like the left side of the screen and just plain text. Like, no, that's just how it is. No, it's just, it's simple and fun. I think it just ground swelled, yeah. which kind of made it blow up. Yeah, they both, they both like absolutely took off. And I, my my theory is some of this is prior to we're kind of in a drought for AAA releases. Where like nothing really big is happening, and then people are also just. I feel like if these would have come out a little bit earlier, they still would have been huge. But with everybody home in the pandemic, mm-hmm. like having a really social game, and these are all really social games, right? Um, different ways, but yeah, yeah. Um, I still want to cool. try and get a a group to try Among Us because I think yeah. it's like. Five ten bucks. Um, I'm I'm not good at like hidden role games. The game doesn't have voice support, but obviously people use Discord. Well, yeah, that's so. The whole thing about the game for people who are not aware is you have people on a spaceship or a certain area, and the whole point of the game is to not talk while you're doing things. Uh, so you kind of have these objectives you have to complete to help out the space station and beat that level, right? There's always going to be two imposters out of a group of 10 where they have to sabotage and kill off the other people. So people can report bodies when they find them or they can hit a button in the main room saying like, hey, group announcement. At yeah, that, at those times, people can like meet and discuss through whatever voice channel, usually Discord. Yeah. To kind of be like, hey, here's my alibi or kind of like, so dissent amongst the group. Yeah, I saw Orange running into cafeteria. That's where the body was found. Yeah, Orange is sus. <laughs> so I enjoyed that aspect because I really enjoyed. Uh, did we ever play Dead of Winter? Uh, I don't recall. Actually, it doesn't seem familiar. I've heard the title, but I don't know if that might have been before your time when we were like doing a lot of I board games it. in that area. Um, oh wait, wait, oh board game. Yeah, yeah, we did. Uh, this is co-op. Mm-hmm. Equip the shotgun. Yeah. Use the dog. Give the dog the shotgun. <laughs> <laughs> um, but like, I really like that because everybody has to work together. Mm. Um, but you know that there is the possibility of somebody trying to fuck you over. So the right. whole time you got to like play a little bit cautious and uh, be on your toes. But also in the same regard, it's interesting to see how people are in that setting. Right. Because a lot of people are very honest and straightforward where when they're forced to lie, they're like, it wasn't me. Yeah. <laughs> and it's interesting right. to like see the evolution of how people get better at deceiving people or their strats as they evolve. Yeah. There was a, what was it? Uh, one of the lines I liked from I, Critical had a video yeah. on this. And it was like, um, people were accusing him of being the imposter. And he, someone's like, uh, He's like, oh, he killed the guy, and I'm pretty sure I saw him like go in the vents. And Critical is just like, like that's absolutely a lie. I don't know how to go in vents, <laughs> and everybody votes him off like immediately. It's freaking great. Um, I was actually watching a video where he straight up fake AFK'd, yes, and yes, got two kills. <laughs> yeah, so he did that. He did that one night, and then someone um, joined his stream. Uh, yeah, brought all their followers. Um, what's the word Jack for Septicai? Yeah. Oh, a rated. Rated, yes. We got rated. And then he's playing with everybody else the next day. He's like, all right, try an AFK strat. And Jack's just like, hey, guys. <laughs> <laughs> See, but like, I like that. Yeah. Um, I remember the people it... making content, I think, is what makes it. Like, oh, yeah. 
they definitely have like everybody has like their own kind of style and approach mm-hmm. which is just it's interesting to see i like some of the psychology of how people behave in games because yeah. whatever i do is gonna be fucking wildly different to the next person yeah there is actually like a psychological bent to it as well people were talking about how like entrenched we are in our beliefs and like our political stance and everything like that no uh, i'm not you fucking republican yeah and, Sorry, uh, and um but there, there was like a group of like 40 plus people like playing among us mm-hmm. like from like the official discord or something and uh this one guy was like it's a hundred percent that guy it's that guy it's that guy I just kept like saying basically repeating you know it's that guy it's that guy um like people do with their political beliefs or whatever and uh they didn't have confirmations on or off i can't remember exactly how it works but basically if you have that setting set then um if you uh vote somebody out you immediately know if they were an imposter oh yeah yeah okay so with that off they don't immediately know until they get rid of all of the imposters yeah so, um, so you could, yeah, sorry, go ahead. I'm just explaining because I didn't understand this until I saw it in a YouTube video recently. Normally, in like standard gameplay, if you vote off an imposter and you eject them from the spaceship, it'll say, oh, so-and-so was an imposter. Yes. What Jake's talking about is a setting where you can turn that off. So somebody's just ejected. And right. you don't know whether you're right or wrong until one team wins. <laughs> exactly. And it's kind of it's kind of necessary for high-tier gameplay because otherwise you can use psychological traps to uh, win. Yeah. Um, an example of that is I'm 100% convinced it was that guy. Um, vote for him now. If I'm wrong, vote for me next time. Uh, and the reason that's 100% psychological trap is that guy's basically saying he's either pulling a super deception where he's going to like kill everybody next round with sabotage or something, which isn't possible till the end of the game. Or he's actually 100% confident. Um, but if you don't have confirmation, you kick that person. You don't know if they were an imposter or not, right? Yeah. Um, so it's pretty much necessary. But anyways, um, they got to the end of their game, and this guy uh, was wrong, right? Um, and this is this story is told from the person who got kicked off, basically forced out. And um, this guy who was so adamant, he was like, no, I'm, I'm right, I'm right, I'm right. Was like holy crap i'm wrong and he knew it he knew he was wrong because the game's not political and it's not gonna lie to you at the end <laughs> right um and so he apologized to everybody who was there and it kind of blew my mind in a way because like that's basically therapy in a way it's like for someone who can go down a political or like conspiracy hole mm-hmm. And then just believe whatever people tell them to believe or whatever they choose to believe to be put in a situation where they are using all of that belief weight to like, you know, get their outcome and then find out at the end definitively that they're wrong is actually kind of cool learning experience. Maybe that's the intention of the developers. (laughs) I don't think so. (laughs) Through through, uh, investigative facts and discourse can determine who is in the right and who is in the wrong. Right. That's, That's probably really that. going to fucking play this with people. That with that one. It's <laughs> like, I'm semi-analytical minded. I know you're analytical minded, but... I'm a terrible liar. That's true. I was going to also, <laughs> as I'm now just piling on, you're not the most observant person. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and a terrible liar. <laughs> Also, don't look that good. No. <laughs> <laughs> also, his uh, credit score is really low. Um, That's a lie, actually. That's the one thing I'm. He kicks up dogs. <laughs> he only likes pineapple on pizza. No sauce. No cheese. <laughs> right. <laughs> Just pineapple bread. That's all it is. Which actually doesn't sound terrible. Um, yeah. No. Among us. Uh, I mean, I don't know exactly how, how how expensive is Among Us. I will look it up if you'll buy me some time. <laughs> right. I'm going to now audibly pause. <laughs> That's fair. Um, yeah, I don't know. I It definitely is the type of game I'd like to play um, at a party uh, because 
I'm, I'm seeing five from the audience. Um, so five bucks. That's pretty cheap. I'd probably pick it up from five bucks. There's a lot of hidden role games you can't play at like a land party because they'll have like trader voice channel or survivor voice channel or whatever. Obviously just trader voice channel because survivor voice channel, there is no hidden role. <laughs> um, but uh, this one explicitly just removes the communication entirely until you're in the accusation phase, um, which actually work, work fine in a land setting. So as long as you're not screen looking. Yeah. Also just a mechanic for people who have not played. If you are dead and you're on voice, you're not supposed to be talking to anybody. There is a text chat option for if you're playing online with people, you can just type, but dead people have their own dead people chat. So they cannot say like, it was so-and-so who killed me. Mm -hmm. So there's like, the the way I've seen it is like um, a community rule for Discord. Survivors unmute during the communication Mm -hmm. phase. And then any other time you're muted. Um, And it, it honestly seems, it seems pretty great. Even if you're like a terrible liar like me, um, that only screws you over for a couple of rounds until like you can normalize being a terrible liar <laughs> into just standard gameplay. And then people aren't really sure whether you're a liar or not anymore. See, that's the thing. Like, um, when we play with Courtney, she was a terrible fucking liar. She had this issue of if you accused her or she was lying, she would just laugh. And, like, not be able to, like, face people. Right. So one time we said, like, you're the traitor, aren't you? And she busted out laughing. We're like, all right, it's her. And we were right. But she yeah. then leaned into it where she went to, like, laugh with everything. Right. I think, like, your wife has probably done the same in some games. Yes, um, she does. Yeah. So it's interesting to see how people cover their bases in that regard. Because, yeah. like, my strategy, if I'm going to be a deceiver of some sort, is mostly to be more quiet. Uh-huh. Not trying to rouse suspicion or be like, hmm, guys, we should really rally together and figure out who this is. That's yeah. not what my personality is by default. So. Yeah, I think you have the opposite, like, uh, approach to hidden role games is like friend of the show, Dan. He uh, tries to be like more boisterous and like influence the game actively. So people are usually suspicious of him. Yeah, like fights <laughs> suspicion whether he's actually guilty or not. Um, whenever we played those games with him, he was rarely the guilty party. Yes, but he got like shot as the first person every time. It's it's freaking great. It's like the guy who's talked a lot, like here are my thirty-seven alibis. You're like, hmm, right. big big squint on that one. Yeah, <laughs> they're just <laughs> in the police station. Like this guy has thirty-seven alibis, and they're like, book him immediately. <laughs> No man is that innocent without being <laughs> guilty. Um, yeah, I, yeah. TBD. Also, I saw real quick that uh, you were checking out Spellbreak. Yeah. Uh, by that, you mean you played a game with us. I didn't play a game. Oh, no, no, no. no. AJ did. AJ played a game with us. Um, did you install it? No. Did you start installing it? I'm, okay. I'm never going to play it. <laughs> All right. Okay. That's fair. Uh, so yeah, I've got Spellbreak on the list. Uh, I've never really tried Battle Royale because um, I wasn't really hugely into it. Uh, and I think like it's pretty good. There's definitely been some bugs with it. This is just a quick overview. The 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 22nd overview is it's a wizard Battle Royale game. You drop from the sky, you get upgrades, you pick your powers. There's synergies between the different elements and stuff. You fight people, circle gets smaller, you try to survive and get dinner. Um, it's a battle royale game, uh, but it's on Epic Game Store. It's free, which was essential for getting me to try the game. Um, it was actually pretty fun. Not gonna lie, it's pretty fun. You can have squads up to three people. Um, and I don't know. It's it's the fact that it's not guns actually adds something. I think to me, it definitely looks fun. Like I've enjoyed watching Ian play in Discord. Mm-hmm. I just don't think I would have the patience to get good at any battle royale game. I am I am not a shooter no more. Yeah, I mean I can play shooting games, and I'm not that good at this one. There's, I mean, a lot of the elements aren't like 
they don't lend themselves to traditional shooters. There's like an earth element where you just like make line attacks. Think like fissure from Dota. Mm-hmm. And uh, that's your only, if you're using earth, like that's your only attack. You have to have something else that's like a ranged projectile in your other hand. Um, but it like does good damage and it's like a reliable hitter. And if you're not good with like hit scan type stuff, yeah, pretty good. So I don't know. There's diversity there, but we'll see what they do with it. Uh, since it's free, I kind of expect them to tear it apart with microtransactions, unfortunately. Um, but it's just launched, so we'll see where it goes. Yeah. And then uh, there's a lot of stuff here I don't care about on the remainder of the list, honestly, now I'm thinking about it. But um, someone send me an NVIDIA GPU from the uh, 30,000 series, because that's the only way I'm getting one. And I need it for Cyberpunk. I thought you said uh, somebody sent you, and I'm like, I need to become oh friends God. with this person. <laughs> In my dreams, perhaps. Uh, yeah, NVIDIA is like completely... I don't even know if they've dropped the ball. I'm kind of pissed at them a little bit, because they they literally have been accused of having a paper launch, where you're just like, our product exists, but they don't like ship it, because like the stock has been that low, yeah. and it was immediately bought out by bots. Um, that seems then, to be a systemic problem, right? Yes. Yeah. It was, I mean, it's been, it's affected like shoes and other really exclusive items in the past, but, um, for the 38, the 3080, which was like their $700 us card, something like that. Yeah. Uh, it sold out like instantly on the Nvidia store. It literally went from, uh, like waiting, uh, to purchase or whatever, like to out of stock (laughs) on the page. (laughs) Because they had bots that bought it all. And it's freaking dumb. So Magfest Hotels, am I right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. To an ex- in, to an insane degree. Uh, pretty much everywhere. And then the super expensive one came out uh, a couple days ago as of this recording. Or one day. And that also was out of stock within a few hours. So I don't know. What's the point anymore? We're just here to suffer. Yeah. And then... <laughs> and then no man's sky released an update which at this point is just tradition that i say no man's sky released an update uh double thumbs up for me they fully redeemed themselves selves in my eyes um even though the game is kind of hard for me to play a lot in one sitting it's been four years of just straight up free upgrades uh updates and like expansions more or less so that's cool Do you think they're at the point of being out of the doghouse? I feel like in most and people who went into the game hoping for it to be the things that they were asking, like space enthusiasts, I should say, like people who wanted to play the original game. I feel like the answer has to pretty much be yes or pretty close to it. Um because the game has a ridiculous amount of features that were never even promised at this point. Um, and it's it's legitimately awesome. I think I think in average, the answer is yes. <laughs> That's now, a good turnaround four years after the fact. <laughs> right. Well, I mean, it's it's been a very incremental process, and it's been goodwill. Uh, like, they haven't done anything since the tragedy and the travesty of uh, Darth Plagueis the, the Wise. Um, or the launch of No Man's Sky. It's all been like goodwill since then. It's just a high mountain to build. So uh, they'll keep building that. And then are you going to BlizzCon? Last question. I am not going to BlizzCon. Nobody is. Because it's online this year. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> I have a, I have, this is my joke. I'm just going to read this verbatim. They finally found a way to escape red shirt guy. Is <laughs> the person who <laughs> asked if it was a, a late April Fool's joke. Which, by the way, I'm almost convinced that it's a Mewtwo King. Yeah, it could be. It could be. Looks like him. Yeah, they, they've they not been doing so hot as far as public eye. Um, I'm sure their stock's fucking fine. But they've had a lot of issues that have come up over the years where it's like uh, abuse of staff uh, shady business things 
shitty launches, other stuff. Yeah. I'm not really a fan of them overall. StarCraft will always live on in my heart. And I'll play Overwatch maybe once a month or something, but overall, fuck them. <laughs> I don't have as hard line of an opinion, but I mean, it's telling that to this day, one of the highest vote, uh, upvoted posts on Reddit of all time is uh, when Blizzard employees uh, did a sit-in out, outside of the company in protest or a sit-out, I guess would be the case. Um, I mean, that's that's pretty reflective of where public sentiment was against them at the time. So they have a long way. They have a lot of that mountain to build to go back to the No Man's Sky example. We expect free updates with a lot of content for a long time. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure we'll get right on that. Yeah. Hopefully. Anyways, that's a, that's a talk cast. We do these once a month. Um, yeah, my Alexa is now yelling at me. I wanted her to have me check the crock pot at nine. Oh yeah, yeah. Well, we started a little bit late on the recording. A.M. We're doing this in the morning. Oh. Surprise! <laughs> yeah, I threw that off. <laughs> Sometimes I just I, I randomize whether I'm asking. Is uh, how's your day going? It's a good night, you know, things like that. That's um, a drink of white claw. I meant white coffee. <laughs> right. White chocolate. <laughs> just drink. <laughs> all right well any final thoughts words of wisdom for our dear listeners all around the world um i love you and i think you're cute that's pretty good i mean that's that's to the individual listener listening (laughs) right yeah obviously i'll I'll dm you the the dirty stuff later that's fine (laughs) okay good thank you thank you but i hope everybody's having a good week yeah yeah, hopefully you had a good week. Uh, if you're listening to this on Sunday, thanks for being first people listening. If you're listening to this during the week, thanks for being the average people listening. Um, and as always, we'll see you in the next one. Have a good night. Also, should you wish to contact us, you could do so by emailing soapstonepodcast at gmail.com or joining the discussion on Facebook, facebook.com slash soapstonepodcast. Have a good night. Goodbye. Right,